This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tonight, Game 3 of the 2020 World Series. Walker Bueller versus Charlie Morton. Former Philly. Let's talk about the World Series and what we're seeing so far. Right here on Pine Tar for Breakfast. In the air to left field. Going back on it. It is gone! Kevin Franzen sends everybody home. Ball back. Coming down. down. What up? And welcome to another episode of Pine Tar for Breakfast. I am your host, Kevin Franzen, at Kevin Franzen on Twitter. And we have ourselves a World Series tied 1-1 between the Dodgers and the Rays. It is a series where I think around baseball we could say the two best teams on paper and technically record. Only 40 team or or only 40 win teams to be in the series and that to me is a special thing. Now they do it differently. That's fine. Um, you know, the the not allowing the pitcher to go through the third time. We could talk all to the the guys before us that played and and that they don't like it and do all this stuff. It, it, it is what it is. So you could not like it or you could like it, whatever. Um, it's how the Rays do it. Uh, for the most part, it's how the Dodgers do it. Pretty interesting to see how the Dodgers are going to handle Walker Bueller tonight as he was a lot better the second time around against Atlanta than his previous. Now, for me, when it looked when you look at keys to the game for Walker Bueller, everything is on his glove side. So down and away to left or to righties, down and into lefties, how he's gonna attack them. But for me, it's the misses. And for anybody that's you know in a batter's box or feels like they have an idea what goes on in a batter's box. You want the least amount of stress. And so a guy throwing 97 to 100 like Walker Bueller does, the one thing you want is the least amount of stress. And how does that happen? If he just throws balls that are out of his hand, that are a ball, and you can get in there, you could step in there, and the moment you see it pop out of his hand in a certain spot that you just know is a ball, that's stress-free. Walker Bueller, the second time around against the Atlanta Braves went from five walks in the first time to what? Oh, zero, zero. And it was a lot because of not having those stress pitches on him and more of the stress pitches on the hitters. Uh, Walker Bueller is a special, special talent, but he can be beaten and it's by his control. Does he leave it out over the plate? He can get ahead. Look, he's not going up against the the Atlanta Braves lineup. This is a, I think, a a scrappy lineup. It's got pop, but not crazy amounts. He can get a lot of strikeouts, but they'll grind you away. So, how locked in is he going to be from the beginning? Charlie Morton, on the other hand, 
we have seen as big game of a as of a big game of a pitcher as we've seen in a long time. Uh, Charlie Morton now what three four wins in in game deciding series starts with a point four ERA. The guy's special for a reason because he lives in the moment. He loves the moment. Uh, but I, I I thought it was interesting what he said the other day in his in his Zoom call, which was. I don't wake up every morning thinking that today is my day. He questions if he's done everything possible to get ready for today. I love that because not everyone has the right mentality. It's their mentality. And the mentality that Charlie Morton has shown year after year after year, especially recently, is that he is prepared. And he's humbled by the opportunity to pitch in another World Series. And look, I I just... You wonder. The Dodgers lineup is is fantastic, and the quality of depth that they have, the the amount of talent that they have from leadoff hitter to um, you know the nine hole guy, and if they bring anybody off the bench, it is a quality depth piece. You're going, dang, how is this possible? Well, a guy like Charlie Morton is not going up against the Astros. Astros had a good lineup, right? And it's not great. We're not looking at that going. Oh man, they're the they're the Astros of a couple of years ago. No, they weren't. They were rolling a little bit, but they were so aggressive early in the count. They were so nervous to get to two strikes where he could elevate the fastball, where he can go with the hook, a little change up at times. I just wonder at what point will we see the Dodgers' true grind out experience as a hitter? Um, you know, they, they've been known to get the, the pitchers' pitch counts way up. And for me, uh, a way to beat Charlie Morton isn't so much the how quickly you can get out of the at bat. It is zone in on your one on the one mistake. You will not get two mistakes in an at bat. And so, if you could zone in Will Smith versus Will Smith um, in the Atlanta series where he homered, he took five pitches. Five pitches, goes to a 3-2 count. The 2-2 pitch was a slider that everyone knew was coming. And you know what? It was in the spot that everyone knew was coming. He saw it out of his hand, and he took it. He waited for that one pitch, that one mistake, let alone the pitch that he was looking for, down and in fastball. He got it and didn't miss it. That has got to be the approach for the Rays hitters tonight. And I, I wonder how it's going to be. Is Austin Meadows going to come out of the shoot and um, you know try to shoot Walker Buehler? Well, it, same thing goes for Mookie Betts. Is Mookie Betts going to come out in this series, in this game, and try to do damage on the first pitch of the game against Charlie Morton? We've seen multiple swings on the first pitch of the game from Mookie Betts in his entire career. Special, obviously, special, special talent. So with that being said, how much damage can be done early in this game against either pitcher. Uh, I think um, I was working on a Major League Baseball network radio today uh, with Mike Farron, and he said, you know, batters 19 to 25 are the ones that I am most interested on for both sides. Um, And that usually, not usually, that puts you the third time through the order. I contradicted him and said, you know, I really think the first inning is the most important inning of this game for both teams. Um, And it is to, number one, see how Walker Bueller is as far as uh, location, 
see how crisp he is, we know how hard he's going to be throwing. We know that whole deal. But I think the first inning will dictate for uh, the Dodgers and Mark Pryor, the pitching coach, what Walker Buehler is going to be. Is he all over the place with that fastball? Is he hitting his spots? Down and away fastball, outside corner fastball to the righties, in to to the lefties. I, I just wonder. If he is sharp in that first inning, watch out. And for Charlie Morton, it is not so much about Charlie Morton. You almost know exactly what Charlie Morton is going to do the entire time. It is how we see the Dodger hitters attack him, though. Uh, is is it going to be trying to you know see ball up? And I think that's going to be the approach. Two seamers up in the zone. Can they get to it? Uh, Corey Seager, Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger. You're looking at like you keep on naming these names. You're like, where's the break? There's no break in the Dodger lineup. There really isn't. So for me, it's it's the approach against Charlie Morton, and how is he going to attack these Dodger hitters? Is he going to try to nibble? I don't think he's going to try to nibble as much as as we've you know come to think of of teams facing the Dodgers. I think he comes after them. But you wonder, are they going to be as aggressive as the Astros? I don't see it. I just don't see it as them being that being in their DNA. Um, they are a team that understands who they are better than anyone as a whole. And the Dodger hitters have a plan that they stick to it. They don't, you know, they make adjustments, but they really are relentless in what they believe are their strengths as individual hitters. And I, I think you know you could relate this to the Phillies and. We see so so much this season that the offense was not the problem. But we saw sometimes, you know, in previous years of, of trying to wait it out and getting off our A swing and all this stuff. Well, there's a difference when you have a collective um, plan and you have an individual plan. I think the collective plan or the organizational plan hitting philosophy uh, is showing with both of these franchises. Now, they, they both strike out quite a bit. Um, the Rays at a, at a pretty big, big level. But there's not a lot of three-pitch strikeouts. Uh, but you see that there's a organizational philosophy of grinding things out, trying to work on, on you know, not work on, but like trying to foul off pitches, spoil them, and trying to get to your pitch. We could always say, that is, isn't that what it always is about hitting? It's trying to get your pitch? Well, yeah, it is. But at the same time, like when you step in that box, how prepared are you? And to face a guy like Charlie Borden who can add, subtract with his fastball, uh, who could sink it, cut it, you know, throw a four-seamer up if he wants, a curveball slider. You know, he's got all of those pitches, but he's able to pitch on the corners. You know, you want to see how the Dodger pitchers or hitters are going to react to it. And that, that that's interesting to me. Now, when you look at Walker Bueller, Walker Bueller is a guy with so much more stuff, and that's in air quotes, where you can go stuff – I, I look, he can he can hit. I would almost break it up into in, in, into four quadrants on him, and not like the typical nine. And if he can go to certain spots and not have to go corners, he has the ability to because he throws ninety six to a hundred. And to me, the stuff can play out, but it can also play against when. Oh, that's right. He's not nibbling. You know, if he goes into a nibble mode and, and it's ball out of the zone, right out of the hand, these Rays hitters, they, they'll get him out. They will get him out of the game quick. And tonight, for me, 
Game three of the 2020 World Series is the most important game, most important game of the series for the Tampa Bay Rays. Why? Because two left-handers are on the mound in games four and five in Julio uh, Urias and, and Clayton Kershaw. I'm surprised that Urias didn't go in game two. Through 39 pitches two days prior, gets him a little extra rest. I understand that. But 39 pitches is like a bullpen for these guys on their throw day. So they saw how the reaction the Tampa Bay Rays hitters are against lefties. They, it's not a very quality AB comparatively to the right-handed hitters. So for me, when I look at the way Dave Roberts did this and go Tony Gonsolin and then Dustin May and, and not using Urias, I'm like, oof. They had an opportunity to go game one, not name a starter for game two until post-game. Post Once they saw what Clayton Kershaw did and how they reacted to the left-hander, I would have gone Urias. So with that being said, they didn't. Now he's going game four, Clayton game five. Tonight is the most important game. If they get beaten by Walker Bueller, this series is over. Guaranteed. 100%. My lock of the year on anything. And the reason why is because one of the next two games, you're going to get a left-hander, and or you're going to get a left-hander in both games, but you're going to get dominated by one of them. And the other one, it's going to be just a, a, a flip of the coin. Which one? I don't know. But I look at the Dodgers, you know, in this series or in this game. I think when you look at you have Walker Bueller going, you want to get him deep, but you wonder how Dave Roberts plays if he gets the lead. And it's going to be just like kind of how Walker Bueller is kind of going and seeing how everything is as far as his stuff. Is he stressed in any of these things? He might let him go a little longer because of Urias and, and not knowing exactly what he's going to get. Because again, he's been in the and he's been really doing both of the starting and the relieving. You don't know how many pitches he's willing to go with Urias tomorrow. So tonight, game three of the 2020 World Series between the Rays and Dodgers, I say, is the most important game of the series. For the Rays. Not the next game, not any of this. It is literally game three before they have two left-handers they have to face that they've struggled against uh, throughout the season. Well, they had a winning record, doesn't matter. Their number of, of extra base hits was bottom third of the league. The average bottom third, the on-base percentage plus slugging percentage OPS was bottom third of the league. The only thing that they were actually in the top end was, was walks against left-handers. So, again... That's the reason. Walker Bueller is the ace of the Dodgers staff now. 1A, 1B is Clayton Kershaw. They have to get this win tonight to just they it really is a, a must win for the Rays because they can step on the throat the Dodgers can with the two left-handers coming up. So that's it. I mean that, that that's simple as can be. Again, I appreciate you coming on and listening to Pintar for breakfast. This is the World Series game 3 breakdown or preview more than anything we'll get we can break it down we could do any of that tomorrow and if you're willing why not do it on twitter let me know what do you want to know at kevin franzen we could talk phillies i want phillies questions and talk on twitter so why not bring it up to me and i can answer them right here right on pine tar for breakfast oh the noise 
the loving life of being a dad of now two. It's music to my ears. Peace! It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.